Yo, what up? We are back with another episode of Big Ten Coast to Coast. It's your boy Ant along with Matt. What it do, sir? What up? So I'll do it. I'll say this again. So third podcast in what four days now? So people can't yell at us about not doing podcasts because uh here we are doing podcasts. Big Ten basketball just dropped their awards. Um some things to yell at, some things that kind of fall in line, and I think it's a little bit of both. Who says fair? Who says fair? Yes, yeah, it's it's very fair. Um, there, I do have some bones to pick with certain selections. Um, other selections, I uh, completely agree with. So, um, I think this will be an interesting podcast. I'll be interested to see what you disagree with. Yeah, all right, cool. So. Let's go with the stuff that, like, people really didn't even know were awards, and then we'll kind of go from there. Uh, I believe Moat Mag and, like, like there's, like, a whole bunch of, like, random names, like Matt Frost. Did you know that a guy named Matt Frost played for Purdue? I did know a guy named Matt Frost played for Purdue. Um, I would like to forget that, in fact. But, yeah. Is there a weird story behind that? Like, why you know that? I don't. No, no, I do know. I, there was a, he was, Matt Frost was doing, he, somebody did like a piece on him back. And my friends used to make fun of me when I went to school. Cause they're like, aha, he's named Matt. And he went to Purdue. Which doesn't really make any sense, but there you go. That's why I know. It was Honestly, like Matt Roth and Matt Frost. And I get those two mixed up too. Cause Matt Roth is a, a former IU player. <laughs> well, when I saw a sportsmanship award honorees immediately, Who's the first name that you thought would be for Purdue? Because I already know. Who would you think? Uh, I thought it was going to be like Braden Smith. Really? Yeah, or it was going to be um, uh, Ethan, Ethan Morton. Morton. Yeah. Like, Ethan Morton is such a – Or Fletcher Lawyer. Yeah, I just feel like Ethan Morton is just like just that guy, you know? You know, what I mean? you know who I knew it was not going to be for Purdue? Who? Mason Gillis. <laughs> I can't believe that, that video that video of him just pummeling Northwestern students during the court storm. I'm not gonna lie, that that gave me so much more respect for Northwestern students that they were still going to rush the court, regardless that there was a monster willing to absolutely truck them on the court. They didn't care. That's ballsy. <laughs> I'm just thinking about the uh, Apollo Creed memes I was tweeting out when they when. The- yes, yes. <laughs> it's like, oh, you want to come out here? <laughs> yeah, absolutely not, Mason Gillis. Um, so it was Matthew Meyer, Mr. Monster, Red Bull, energy drink connoisseur. Um, he seems like a really nice guy though. Like he seems like he's a real chill in a real fun time. I don't know why they gave it to Miller cop for Indiana. I feel like he just, he will randomly pick fights in games with players. He has his own TikTok, and he makes say weird yeah. words. So, you know, of course you got to use that. I you know there. I'm not going to say it, but there is a common denominator as far as of uh, people that won the sportsmanship award, and that's all I'm going to say. I I was thinking that, but then I did see a good mix. 
Um, I did see Cam Winter, uh, Mawat Mag, Isaac Lindsay, Jaden Akins, and Talon Cooper. We're on the same page. That's five of 14. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's five of 14 when the majority of players are African American. So I. Oh, Patrick Chameleon. Patrick Chameleon is also. Okay. Six of 14. It's still. Like their entire team. I'm pretty. I don't think there's. I don't think there's a white dude on Maryland. Yes, that's also true. So again, I, there's a common denominator. I'm not. Ins- I'm not insinuating anything here. Look, I'm not insinuating anything. I'm just saying you could come up with the observation if given the opportunity to do so, given the results. That's all I'm saying. I'm getting canceled after this podcast. I, I will almost, almost 500, almost 500. Um, but yeah, like. <laughs> it's 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 hilarious. I think that Mason Gillis comment might be the best thing I've said in this podcast so far. I'm proud of that one. I, I'm proud. I'm proud of that thought. Yeah, but I, you should be proud. Mason Gillis is not getting that. You should be proud. <laughs> but when you see, like, like even the way that they made the list. It's like Matthew Myers, Sam Greasel, Miller Cop, Robbie Barron, Patrick McCaffrey, Sean McNeil. Automatically, your mind is like, okay, we get it. All right. Sportsmanship Award nominees are definitely, you know, a certain way. Certain way. But then, but then, you know, and then you then you get a good mix. You got a million, you got Winter, you got Aikens, you got Bag, Talon Cooper, and Lindsay. So it kind of works itself out. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it does. But I'm just saying the way it, the, the list starts doesn't doesn't help at all. Also, <laughs> also, 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 it would what would have been funny. What would have been really funny is if they had been like, ah, you know, we don't know to do like one per team. We just name need to name all of Iowa's starting roster outside of Chris Murray <laughs> and Perkins and Perkins. Oh, and Perkins. Sorry, yeah, yeah. And you add a uh, you add um uh, Sanford in there. <laughs> We could have had like Maryland could have been like Kevin Willard. <laughs> just, just yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Penn State, Clung, uh, Michigan State, like uh, Jackson Kohler. <laughs> or- I the, the miss the Jay Nakins for Michigan State one is what bumps it. I think because if they had gone Joey Hauser, I would have been absolutely sure that there was an agenda. I mean, outside of outside of maybe Patrick McCaffrey. Akins is the only one on this list that will like dunk on your face from like well, yes, yeah. <laughs> so they're like, let's see. Okay, yeah. we have two pretty good athletes on this list. I think that's enough. That's enough. That's enough. Oh, Mag. I mean, Rutgers could, could have been Cam Spencer. Never Paul Mulcahy because that's your boy who uh, kind of went Grayson Allen. Against the Hoosiers, and I know that you will never forget that for the, for the rest of your life. He's not the only – look, there seems to be a trend about players doing dirty things against IU um, and then not doing it the rest of their career. Um, I can vividly remember um, – oh, what was his name? Jalen uh, played for played for Maryland, big, whose name is slipping my, my mind. He's really good for them too. Jalen – Oh, he played for Maryland. Play, yeah, plays in the uh, NBA he now. Went, he went. He went pro, right? 
Yeah, yeah, Jalen. I know, I know who you're talking about. Dark skinned dude. Uh, he wears goggles. Yep. I know who you're talking about. Jalen Smith. Smith. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So Jalen Smith, who was like, no, he was like a well mannered guy for Maryland. He had a bit of a chip on his shoulder, but he for some reason just got into the Indiana crowd one time. It was just like walking off the court. So, I remember it's because he walked off the court like celebrating like a like a jackass um, to the IU crowd. And that was also the day and the, during the game that Kobe died. And I, I remember it vividly being like, oh, brother, like this is the worst time to just be a, like, like everybody's just mentally distraught. And he's, he's out there like, ch- you know, chirping to the, to the IU crowd. So it do, does seem to be a thing that they do when yeah, uh, they go to IU. So. <laughs> um, how'd you feel about the six man of the year uh, with Peyton Sanford? I actually agree with that. I was trying to think of the sixth man of the year for the conference. Um, and to be honest, I didn't think there was a ton of competition for this. I know not a lot. Not a lot. I, and, and I remember you, you, you talked about this on the last podcast that you were going to think about Andre Hyatt as sixth man of the year. Well, with Mag going down, he, he's been playing starting minutes. And so, and again, Sanford's a guy that definitely wouldn't have been on the list if the, you know, they did this list halfway through the season um, because he was tripping. Uh, but he and Iowa has played themselves into a good position, not only in the Big Ten, but he's played himself into into this position by just being an absolute menace every game from three. Um, I I can see, you know, Illinois fans griping about, you know, their depth, maybe bringing something, somebody off their bench. Um uh, but that's like the only ones I can see is Andre Hyatt, maybe Pharrell Payne, who's been maybe really underrated, really underrated at Minnesota. Um, and then I would say uh, it could have possibly even been Bryce Sensabaugh if he stayed coming off the bench for a majority of the play. Uh, but right. those are really, really the only three I could truly be like, hey, look, you know. They could have made a run, but this was completely the this was the best choice for sure. But this is a beyond. This is the easiest one, I think. This is the walk in the park one. Even though, even with like, I, like I said, I thought that Zach Eady was going to win Player of the Year. I thought this was the one that was absolutely a walk in the park because you know, it, yeah. It, and even when I saw it, I went to try to go. Of course, because me just being me, you know, I went. And I went through some numbers and I'm just like, and that's how I got to kind of how well Pharrell Payne has been in conference um, and how good um, uh, Andre Hyatt was. But with Mag, as you said, his whole role changed and he wasn't as, wasn't as good in the last several games. And then you're looking at um, Bryce Sensabaugh, who probably doesn't qualify due to how, how many games you end up starting. So. There's there's a couple people, Ant, that I think probably would have worked their way onto this list, given you know, if their teams had stayed healthy. Like, for instance, I think for Indiana wise, I'm, I'm just thinking off the top of my head, like Trey Galloway probably would have worked his way onto this list. Yeah. Maybe, um, maybe Jaden Epps if Sky Clark. Jaden Epps and yeah, if Sky Clark stays. Like that's what I was talking about. Illinois, like Illinois could probably you know they they had the depth. Like those are the two teams that we came into the year talking about how deep they were. Yeah. Um, and neither and of them get a lot of times depth takes away from individual awards at, at the end because you have less, um, less responsibilities 
when you have more players to rely on. Um, That's why you see someone like Doug McDaniel averaging 10 points in Big Ten play now, just because he's the only point guard on the roster. There's a reason why Kobe Bufkin was able to become a third team on one of the polls. Uh, That reason is because they don't have a shooting guard on the roster, (laughs) you know. The right goes up, right, right, um, and that's why you have a talent like Jay Nakins not on any list because there's less responsibility for him because he's playing with really good guards um, and really good um, guys at the guys that guys at the four. You know what I mean? So there are, there are really talented guys who are right. who are who like like who could be in much higher regard in terms of award-wise, but situation matters a ton, a ton. And, you know, is is Payne Sanford the best six man this this year based off his situation? 1,000, 1,000%. But is he One billion the most talented yeah. six man in the conference? No. no, he's not. But because of his situation, because of what Iowa needs, because of – the role that they need plugged in coming off the bench fits perfectly. Six minutes a year. No problems with it. Nope. Nope. No problems at all. Uh, where do you want to go to next with these awards? You got the easy one out of the way. <laughs> so those are easy ones. Let's go with, um, let's go with all defense. I think all defense was also a really good one. Uh, I was, I was let known around 10 AM that Chai, that Chase Adige and um, Caleb McConnell were going to split the award. Um, and honestly, those five, I can't, I cannot argue for those five because one of the reasons is, you know, as most people know, like I have my own network of websites. Around 20, 25 writers submitted their all Big Ten stuff. And this is one of those that aligned perfectly. With Trace Jackson Davis, Chase Adige, Zach Eadie, Caleb McConnell, and Clifford Amarui um, being on the all-defensive team. And I think it worked out pretty well. But what's funny is that was the one that, that was the one section. So we did coach of the year, all defense, all freshmen, and we had the all Big Ten. The deep the all-defensive teams, I'm I'm talking like there were so many different selections. I'm talking, there were like 21 or 22 different nominees for it. And I think that's why it's so, it's so hit or miss every year. And that kind of let me know like how much people really pay attention to, right. to these things. Um, but going away favorites was Amarui, McConnell, Adij, Edie, and TJD. I know you're 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 gonna feel a certain way about this. I don't hate it. Kayla McConnell being the best defender on the statistically the best the best defensive team in the Big Ten. Then you have Chase Adij being a very good, a very good defender with how he is on the ball with deflecting. And he's a big reason why Northwestern is where they are in terms of in the conference and in the NCAA tournament. And Man, TJD is also right there, bro. He's also right there. Yeah, I was about to say, uh, 
IU fans in particular are a little bit upset that he didn't get defensive player of the year, especially since he didn't get big 10 player of the year for how good he's been in big 10 play. I mean, he, I think he leads the conference in blocks per game. He's at 2.8 right now. He's at the top of almost every stat category, which is kind of insane. Yeah. He, he, he's been insane this year. He's the reason why I use where they are now. And I, you had, I think I saw somewhere, I forget who tweeted this, but statistically out of the last like 15 seasons, IU is the only team to play the bottom three only once in a season. So like on paper, it's one of the hardest schedules the Big Ten's had in like 15 years, and they're still the third seed. Um, And they swept Purdue, uh, the top team in the conference. Um. But I also can't argue against McConnell because he was an absolute demon when we played them at Rutgers. Um, and and Chase Audige, uh, you know, literally swept Indiana this year with, with Northwestern. So I, I can't argue against those two selections. I would have liked maybe Trace. I, I know it's weird to do co-defensive player of the year and put three guys on there, but Trace has been so instrumental to his team defensively. It's like, I don't know. It, it's tough for me to leave him out of there, but yeah, I mean, clearly he was all defensive team. Um, and I'm, I'm pretty sure he probably would have been third amongst those voting, maybe fourth behind Edie if, since people voted on these awards in like November, but yeah. you know, it's fine. I mean, his rim protection has been otherworldly. I mean, you're talking about a team that probably gives up probably four to five more points per game. If he's not there rim protecting. And that four to five. Honestly, I would say more than that, Ann. I'm not even lying to you. You you put, you know, Malik Renew in the starting lineup and Indiana, I'm pretty sure teams are shooting under 40% from the, from two against Indiana this year. It's, it's, it's close. And that's basically all due to Trace's ability to either deflect the ball um, or just be an apps his presence, right? His presence inside teams are afraid. You watch teams play against Indiana, unless it's a big, people are afraid to get a shot up um, against Indiana. I mean, some bigs are afraid. Some bigs are afraid. Yep. Some bigs are very afraid. But um, like what he's done with you know, rim, just you know, rim protecting this year, and um, you know, having that, just like when you go in the paint. You're not thinking, I got to score this. It's where's TJD so I know how to shoot this ball. <laughs> right. And that in itself, yeah. in itself impacts you. Like, like imagine being so good on defense that you're in the back of someone's mind. I just think it's very impressive that I think they got it right. I think that's the biggest thing is I think they got the five best defenders. Who the player of the year is from the, a defensive standpoint that's going to be hit or miss just based off of how people vote. But after I saw Franz Wagner not even make an all-defensive team, I think that this is okay. I think that this is okay. It's something that you can live with for sure. Yeah, I think that the, the five is okay. I Again, I gripe with the defensive play, co-defensive player of the year award. I think Trace should have been on that. If you're going to put two, might as well put three. I think he's done well enough, but I, I think, I think the two guys that got it deserve it as well. Like I, I can't argue against that. Right. Yes. Yes. I'm with you there. I'm with you there. Um, let's go to, let's talk coach of the year. Cause I think, um, you no, know, I put out a poll the other day. Uh, it had you know two or 3000 votes. I forget. 
and it asked, you know, like, who do you have as coach of the year? And we pretty much, everybody in, in consensus um, thought it was either going to go to Collins or Painter. If you were asking yourself three weeks ago who it was, it's Painter by a long shot, right? But in the last couple right. of weeks, looking at how these teams are finishing, and you have a Northwestern team who was picked 13th, I mean, 13th in this league is you're winning five or less games in the conference. To do that, to go to – Yeah, ask Ohio State. Yeah, to go to <laughs> right? They're five games, right? Is nuts. It's absolutely mm-hmm. insane. And you got to get to that 2C by going to the rack, you know, um, yep. and dominating. Like, it wasn't close. Like, Northwestern no, – they can completely control that game. Dominated that basketball game. It was close for maybe the first five or six minutes, but after that, I mean, it was just Northwestern just doing whatever they wanted. To go from being seen as a a basement team to a two-seed is huge. And that's not saying that what Matt Painter did wasn't impressive because going from roughly like a fourth – like a preseason five or six, I believe, was like the national – expectation to winning the league by three games, I think is also a heck of a feat, but you're a top, you're, you're viewed as a top five, top six team. It's not crazy to think that you can go and win the conference. Someone who was seen as like, like that's like Minnesota or Nebraska last year becoming a two seed just doesn't make sense. Right. Unheard, of. like not, like no way this happens. Right. No way. With, with they they lose they lose their and I quote two best players to North Carolina and Duke. Yep. And then end up being the two seed. Like hello, and it's by the way, Grant, they Grant, they Matt Painter was out coached by Chris Collins in both games or in the or in the game they they played Illinois. Uh, or played, sorry, Purdue. And then they also, he out, was outcoached, uh, or Mike Woodson was outcoached in both games that he played Chris Collins. Like against the yes. the one seed and the three seed in the Big Ten, they were three and up. <laughs> you can't get a, like, like you can't ask for anything more. You can't ask for anything more there. Uh, and then you're looking at, and, and then you're looking at back to Painter. This isn't disregarding the fact that they lost four players in the backcourt. They lost Thompson. They lost Hunter. They lost Stefanovic. They lost top five lottery pick. And they replaced them with two freshmen and a transfer from, what is it, Utah or UNLV? Like, it's, you know, yes. That's a heck of a feat. That's a heck of a feat. I don't want this coach of the year selection to end up diminishing what Matt Painter, what he was able to accomplish this year, because end of the day, I still think Matt Painter wins coach of the year in the country. I still think so because of what he's done from the whole year, not just, not just in big 10 play. I think nationally on a national level, I do think that Matt Painter is still national coach of the year. Yeah, I, I think he will win National Coach of the Year. I just think, for as far as Big Ten, like you said, Big Ten play goes, is Chris Collins. 
Michelle. Yes, 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 yes. Love and once again, <laughs> once again, absolutely nothing against what Painter did this year because what he did this year was also just amazing. And some other guys I want to kind of give a nod to. Um, Mike Woodson, incredible job this year for Indiana. Kevin Willard, absolutely phenomenal job. Micah Shrewsbury, incredible job. And, you know, uh, Hoiberg, what he did at Nebraska. Nebraska's going to be an 11 seed, but you're talking about a team who was, like, like like, they were in that mix, that they were in that mix between two and twelve, where we didn't know where, where they were going to end up in the last two games, right? They could have very well ended up with like a double bye, possibly, right? I, like, like crazy, crazy stuff here. And it's did you mention Willard? I did mention Willard. Yep. Yeah. Okay, 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 Willard. Okay, okay. Incredible job by Willard. Um, and I'm thinking like all he did was add Jameer Young. And I think Kevin Willard does a does just as good, good of a job if he has Fats Russell last year. Yep, he has Jameer Young and adds uh, Donald Carey. He has both of them because Carey came from Georgetown. Don't, yeah, but you know Georgetown. Yeah, but he was, he didn't change the team all that much. It was mostly you know again. You can wipe the Georgetown stink off you, like you know it kind of stinks. You know what I mean? Like end of the day, like every time you scoop it and misses, I'm like, oh yeah, well you know Georgetown. It's funny every time I watch Maryland and, and Jameer Hunter's or sorry, Jameer Young is going off. I think of Hunter Dickinson telling us before the year on you know on the space being like, oh that guy's a baller. <laughs> that guy's good. Yeah, he was he was the first one to point him out, and you know props yeah. to Hunter, bro. Like he told yeah. us. He's like, yo, Jameer Young, watch out for him. And he explained why. He was like, look, Jameer Young was on takeover, but he had to play behind all Americans. And so he was a bit under recruited, underrated, underranked. And these people really didn't know how to evaluate him, even though he went to DeMatha, right? But still, when he was at DeMatha, yeah. still he had other players that he had to play with and hope with. Um so Jameer Young goes to Charlotte, becomes one of the top scorers in the country, comes into Maryland, and he he was hip to him early, hip to him early. And then once once he said that, I had to go and watch some film. I'm like, all right, this dude's going to translate. So then, yeah, like I was I was all with it. I was all with it from that point on. All right, what's next? Yo, let's talk about what was that? Coach of the year. Um, yeah. Did we talk all freshman team yet? Nope. All right. Do you want to lead that that one off since they got your boy in there? But you were sweating about. It. <laughs> I you had me sweating last night. I swear to God, this guy is trying to kill me at the at the young age of twenty five. He and text me and, and and text me a list of somebody that had. Uh, Jalen Hutchinson sixth on his on his seventh seventh seven. on his list of seven. all freshmen, and I'm like, there's no way he should be lower than two, <laughs> two. Okay, especially for what he's done for for Indiana, literally playing out of position, by the way, um, and and taking a workload that he was probably not 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 only was he not ready, but probably wasn't promised 
um, at the beginning of the year, right? Like, because again, you have Xavier Johnson, who averaged 16 a game last year and led the country in a you know assists turnover ratio and like not assist turnover ratio, but like creating chances for for players. Um, whatever that stats called, I forget what it is, but um, he he was you know amongst some of the best point guards in the country last year. Um, especially down the stretch for IU. And he, he was going to come in and be that second guy, that second guard, a uh, little bit of a change up to him. And then he goes down injured, right, in December. And he, they've had to play since the, you know, the first week of December um, onwards without Xavier Johnson. Um, and, and he's he's grown into his role and he's become one of, well, Indiana's second, clear second best player and, and their biggest game changer. So, um I thought he clearly deserved the, to win freshman of the year. I'm glad the Big Ten got that right. Um, I think the the other all-freshman team is Jet Howard, Bryce Sensabaugh, Braden Smith, and Connor Sigian. I can't argue against any of those guys. I might have, instead of putting my guy Braden Smith on there, I think I might have put in Lawyer, but that's splitting hairs between two players on the same team. Um, again, I, I think Lawyer has been – you know, in, especially in big games for Purdue um, at the start of the year, I thought Lawyer was more important than Smith. Um, but, you know, I, I can see it go either way. How about you, Ann? I think they got it right in terms of having Jalen Huchifino be freshman of the year. And if you're looking at the first half of the year, you know, you're looking at Bryce Setzbaugh as just he's going to run away with this thing, right? But then you see how things are kind of turning yeah. out with Ohio State, turning out with Indiana. That injury was huge. And you know, Jalen Huchifino really stepping up and stepping into much, much bigger shoes and filling them completely um, was super impressive. It was super impressive. Um, yeah. J- you know, him winning freshman of the year, I was not shocked, but relieved but relieved because I think that giving it to Bryce Sensabaugh would have been uh, would have been really unfortunate for someone who really put his team on his back as the number two guy on a top five or six seeded team and able to get them like get them in a, in a position to where they should compete for a second weekend. And then when, when you get to that second weekend, bro, like, you're two games away from a final four, right? Yeah. You, take, you take your gloves off and it's, yeah. it's go yeah. time. So I just think that all in all, putting context into it, Jalen Hood Shafino winning this was a huge relief, huge relief. And I'm glad that they voted him, him in for it. Bryce Sensible had an incredible season in terms of just personal accolades, um, you know, able to you know, score the ball and, um, you know, be that number one scorer for Ohio State, super cool. But we can't just ignore the fact that Ohio State is a 13 seed, as good as they are. And I think giving, I think giving precedence to a winner, someone who directly contributes to winning, is huge. That's that's the freshman of the year spiel. I mean, mostly, I, I think, again, Bryce Sensabaugh, if his team was where Indiana was, right, I think he would clearly win it, well, right? Even top, but eight, he, top, 
if you're just top eight in the league, I think. Right. They have five Big Ten wins. They're five and 15 in the league, and he's put up a ton of, like, what are basically empty stats, right? Because at the end of the day, his team was down 15 or 20, and he's just making shots at the end of games, right? Empty. Yeah, it's, it's empty calories. And, and Bryce, um, who's going to do, I think, pretty well in the NBA um, for himself, given his skill set. And, you know, he's a little bit of an unheralded recruit. He was definitely under, you know, what Jalen Hutchifino was coming in. But um, he's, top he's top 40, four. but Jalen Jalen was a, a five-star, right? So, and and there's some yeah. recruiting service that had in top 10. Like, again, the, depending on where you look, Jalen Hutchifino was was a high five-star, so. I think if this, if, this is one of those awards that if it was – Voted on in November. I mean, it would have been either Bryce Sunspot or Jet Howard, right? Um, right. Um, you might have even seen my guy Fletcher Lawyer get on there from certain people. But um, you know, over the whole season, I think they got this list right. Outside, of, I, I, Brain Smith or, or Fletcher Lawyer are interchangeable for me. You can put either of them on. For me, I think there's three tiers here. I think there's three very um, noticeable, no noticeable tiers. So. I think Jalen Hutchifino and Bryce Sensible are in tier one. I think, yeah, I think Jed Howard is in tier two by himself. Um, I think mm. Braden Smith, Connor Sejian, Fletcher Lawyer are on tier three by themselves. Then tier four, I believe, is going to be like your Jaden Epps, uh, Pharrell Payne, and all those guys. Doug McDaniel, probably. Those guys are going to be like tier four. Yeah. Um, then you want to go like maybe a step under that, probably like Jackson Kohler and some of those guys. But like since I was about to say, Torque is our guy. Torque is somewhere beating uh, his desk up about Jackson Kohler not being mentioned in here. But Ty Rogers has been really good in this last couple weeks too. But those are but if they're doing that this whole season, it's a little bit there's a little bit different how you view some of these guys. And but I think that the six. They should have had six on here. Not gonna lie, I think that if if you're gonna have seven guys on like your your uh, first team, they should have had six for all freshmen because I think that those six there is a sizable gap between those six and then the seventh guy. That's um, right, right. I uh, again, I mean, it's weird because we haven't really argued a whole bunch about anything quite yet. I think we, when we get to the first, second, and third team, we are probably going to argue a bit. But uh, <laughs> this stuff is the the easy part of the podcast because it, it. I mean, to be there's not a ton to argue about here. It, it all makes sense. It all makes sense. Um, ready to get into the, the first? Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> Um, I don't even want to get into like assistant coach of the year because I'm like, okay, nah, nah, whatever. Um, which I thought it should be battle, but it wasn't battle. It was uh, the other assistant. I, Chris Lowry. I just think, I just think, uh, I just think uh, battle has his hands on more than what is being let on. And you can see that in the games, mm. like how he's – I know he's Boo Booey's family, but the way he's been coaching those guards um, is not a – like there's not – it's not a coincidence. It's not a coincidence of, of what 
put on there. I'm no. I'm gonna say that that much. No. He's done an incredible job. And I those guys are miles ahead of what they were last year. Miles. Not even close. <clears throat> Not even close. Yeah. So multiple kilometers. Okay. <laughs> let's talk uh let's talk um let's talk first team. Let's talk first let's do team. It. All Big Ten. Now there's two there's two because there's one by the coaches, one by the media. Uh, let's talk coaches first. Coaches, only two unanimous okay. selections, which I thought was egregious. Mm, I agree. Agree. I, I agree. I think there. I think there was supposed to be four. Yes, easily, and that's the case for the media. That's the case for the media. Um, yeah. Not having. So, so Zach Eady and TJD were both unanimous for coaches. Uh, Which makes sense. And that was, that was the bare minimum, by the way. Those guys deserve to be on, on first team unanimously yeah, for everything. Like, like that should be yeah. almost for All-American, too, should be unanimous. Not going to lie. I hope so. I hope so. We'll see. We'll see. Edie for sure. Edie for sure. TJD should be, but you know there's going to be one, one or two people who put him as like second or like third just to be that guy. Same with Jalen Pickett. Um, but to not have Jalen Pickett or Chris Murray on every single one of your ballots is a is a disgrace. Doesn't make any sense. I can't wait to see these ballots. Can, by the way, I can't. I can't wait. I can see one coach. One or two coaches not putting Chris Murray, but not but Jalen Pickett. Like I think Chris Murray's fourth in this discussion, in terms of on the tiers. I think Jalen Pickett is a clear third, and then Chris Murray's a clear fourth here. Um, but not having either one of those guys on your ticket is a sham, and they should be exposed. Mm-hmm. They should be exposed. And 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 Jalen Pickett for the career he's had and what he's done for Penn State over these last couple of years deserved to be unanimous here. Um and he didn't get it, and that's yeah. sad, honestly. And and Chris Murray's I wish Chris Murray the best of luck in the NBA. <laughs> that's all I have to say. I don't want to play him ever again <laughs> in the Big Ten, please. Later. 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 No more. No more uh no more of this Murray fam. Like y'all are good. Like way to go. See ya. Yeah, way to go. Get your bag. Go go play. I hope they both are on the Kings. Can they both be on the ping- the Kings? That'd be fun. <laughs> um yeah, not having Chris Murray and Jalen Pickett not on your ballot is an absolute is absolutely ridiculous. Um I understand Terrence Shannon. I do understand Terrence Shannon not being unanimous, but I'm not mad at him being first team. Okay, this is where this is the first disagreement. I don't think he should have been first team. I think Boo Booey deserved it. Like the way the season Northwestern's had and, and what he's meant to that program and and what he's meant to that team yeah. this year. Like Northwestern, don't get me wrong. Like Chase Audish has been really good for them. And it's Boo Booey's team, um, and they're second in the conference, and he's been so clutch. In, in situations for them, like I, I think he deserved to be first team. I, I think clearly over over Terrence Shannon, and that's that. nothing against Terrence. I think Terrence Shannon is a fantastic basketball player, right? And I think he, well, just put six, just put six of them. Yeah, I agree. I agree. If you can put six on the second team, and you can put you know 
you can put six on the first team. Put six on the on, on the first team. It's it's fine. I, I I think Bowie deserved to be in the first team. I, that's all I have to say. And and the only person this is nothing against again nothing against Terrence Junior. But four of these guys deserve to be on here. And if you're going to only have five in here, then you know, sorry, Terrence Terrence Junior. is the the last guy out, right? Um, and and I think that right. again, uh, Bowie deserved to be on this. He did. I'm with you. I'm with you there. Now, there was some, uh, you know. The media has them first team, right? Media has them first team. And on top of that, a lot of people were looking at that third name. Like, really? Really? First team? Hunter Dickinson? Yeah, that that one confuses me a little bit. I'm not gonna lie. I like. I think, you know. I, I don't know if you can go, but because we're not. I, I'm not looking at the the media poll right now. I'm just looking at the coaches. So, um, but like, I feel like that is just off a of reputation, right? Because again, he's been first team in the Big Ten for a while now, right? And for what he, he's a junior now, so the last two years he's basically been in and around the first team. Um, and I feel like that's more reputation than how he's really played this year because you know if you ask any of the indiana fans based on that game yesterday and you know asking any michigan fans, the best player on the court for michigan was not hunter dickinson it was kobe buffkin right um and and hunters had you know a, a great season he hit that game winner against wisconsin um or was it a game tire i don't remember it was game tire right as far as overtime yeah i'm not tripping there yeah, yeah. but he hit that clutch shot against wisconsin I just don't think this has been his best year, right? And I, I don't think he deserves to be on the first team. I deserves to be on the second team. And I don't think that's anything against Hunter. I think the coaches actually got that right. That's one of the things coaches did get right. I agree. I agree. Um, and too many bigs. Too many bigs on on, on the, the first bigs. team. Once again, a lot of bigs. But this is a big man conference. You know, this is it's a big true. man conference. And sure. if Kofi Coburn was here this year, he he'd be right there too. <laughs> Can you imagine? I mean, I mean, Hunter definitely would have been first team if Kofi was here. But you know, there's a world in which you know the the whole first team is nothing but fives. Yeah, yes, there definitely is. A um, lot of good bigs in the league. A lot of good bigs in the league. Um, I, you know, media got it right with the unanimous of Ed Pickett, Murray, and Jackson Davis. I do believe that the media does pay attention more. I don't think they know hoops like the coaches do. Because the coaches just don't have time to just do all, you know what I mean? They don't have the time for it. No, the coaches aren't sitting there watching every Big Ten game. You know, they they'll catch what they can, right? Obviously, you gotta you gotta right. scout some stuff. You gotta go look right. at your the teams you're playing up in the, the schedule. But you know, they also have lives, yeah. right? They put in so much work. The media doesn't, right? I can sit here and watch a game and then go hang out with my family. You know, coaches got to go do scouting, film work, got to work with the player. It's, uh, it's, they, they don't got that time. All they know is what those dudes did to them. Right. And if you played it once or twice and you were tripping, eh, you're probably going to be a little bit and, lower. And that's why I, I'm telling about Edie. Right? I'm not Edie, sorry. Uh, Edie, Jesus. I was reading Edie's name. Hunter Dickinson, right? And I, I think the coaches got this right. I think this was not his best year. I thought he was tripping in a lot of games against a lot of teams, right? And he, I think down the stretch, he be, he got a lot better. 
But there was a there was a, a period for Michigan where you know people were complaining about him not playing defense and and all this other stuff. Now the gun is treated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Hunter wasn't consistent the whole year. If he played like he did the last like month and a half the whole year and played interested, yeah, he'd be first team, I think. But he didn't do that. So and, I, and Michigan probably wins a couple more games. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. A couple more games and they're they're not in this situation. So um I do like the fact that the that the that the um that the media put Boo Booey uh on their first team. Uh, I do think that well deserved. Yes. Thank you, media. I think that's well deserved. Um Player of the year. We didn't talk about that. Let's let's talk about that. Zach Eady. Before we go into the second and third teams, you said before what? we go into second and third teams, let's do player of the year. I'm fine. Let's, let's do, do player it. of the year because okay. we're still on first team. We're, we're... All right. My opinion on this. I've said this multiple times on the podcast. I'm fine with Edie getting Big Ten Player of the Year. However, personally, I thought Trace deserved it because of all the statistical output. Um, I know they're both super important to their own teams, right? You don't have to tell me how important Edie is to Purdue. He literally almost single-handedly won them that game uh, in Bloomington against IU. He was willing them into that game. But Trace Jackson Davis, four years in the Big Ten, hasn't won, hasn't won, and it's his best year. He's like, in every statistical category, he's either top, and he's even fourth in assists. Okay, from the five spot, like that's the part of his game that's like pretty much fully expanded the most this year. Is his his playmaking out of the post? He's he's such a such a wonderful passer now of the basketball. I mean, really, you can't take him out of the game anymore. And and, and he's played forty minutes a game, basically. I think he's I think he averages like thirty nine minutes a game. Um, in Big Ten play. Yeah, like, I don't know how, like, if, if you can do co-Big Ten defensive players of the year, I know people would hate it. I, I hear I wouldn't mind co-Big Ten players of the year. Like, I think I think both of them equally deserved it. Um, again, because, you know, while Edie had the points per game, I don't think he was as dominant defensively as Trace. I don't think he was, you know, as good of a passer as Trace. Um, and... You know, but his team won more. So I, I see all of these these arguments. And, and it comes down to whether you believe that the Player of the Year award goes to the statistically best player or the Player of the Year award goes to the best player on the best team. I'm with you. I'm with you there. Also, uh, real quickly, want to correct. <laughs> For some reason, we kept saying minnesota in the last podcast that i in the last podcast yeah yeah yeah, yeah. we kept saying minnesota instead of chicago because the women's tournament is in minnesota was in minnesota and the men's is in chicago and that's why we mixed that up in our brains you see how women just play with your minds without even playing with your minds you see what all right all right all right i was getting canceled for calling everybody white on the the the, the sportsmanship team and now you're getting canceled for women this is great this is going well and hey, i know i know but look here's okay okay so just want to say that like sorry apologies we knew it was in chicago but we're you know we we try to pay attention to everything we try to pay attention once once one of us makes a mistake on here then the other one's listening to it and just subconsciously goes with it so it happens 
Oh, all right. Um, let's go second team all conference. I'm just joking. I think that Zach Eady, there was no way he wasn't going to win that. I'm sorry. I know, I know, I know, I know. I know. On paper and looking at others and aesthetically pleasing to watch, you go with TJD. But there is no way Zach Eady was going to not win that. And and unfortunately. Uh, a lot of that is because of how he played from game one, maybe not even including the Big Ten play. And that's going to have an effect on minds, honestly. Um, yeah, it just sucks that, you know, this became a shoe-in in November. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was it was a, it was a done deal fairly early. And it was just like, hey, who's going to be number two? You know, it was like that thing with, like, uh, Simone Biles walking into the gym and – the other gymnasts are like, oh, crap, she's here. Okay, who's going for silver? Like, it's kind of like that same thing. Like, once Edie was doing what he was doing, it was almost like no matter what you do, that first impression that Edie had throughout the first few months is just going to stick and stick forever. Despite me thinking that TJD is playing at a higher level, there's no way that Edie was going to lose that award. Yeah, yeah. But I, I wish they could have gotten co-Big Ten Player of the Year as much – I've got done a bunch of cope things like saying like, you know, Trey should have been on defensive player, but I, I'm serious. I think Trey deserved one of these honors given what he's done um, in the big 10 over the years. You know, you know, if you want to talk about Edie winning a, the award in November, you can talk about it's just like a career award for, for trace, right. He's been four years at big at Indiana and he's basically been on the, he's been on the all big 10 team first team three times. Um, and, uh, he was a freshman first team and freshman of the, the conference when he was, you know, his first year. I mean, he's done so much and to not win a big 10 player of the year. It's insane. But you, you can only give, you it can only give it to one person. Time. Sure. Yeah. But he's gone up against some ridiculous people like Luca Garza. I had Sumo. Hey, you know, Illinois fans feel that feel the same way that you feel. Feel this absolutely the same way. Yeah. So I'm sure I'm gonna piss off some Illinois fans here in a bit too. So I, I'm ready to do that when we talk about the second and third team. <laughs> so Illinois, when it comes down to it, it's almost like, hey, look, they had I understand putting up crazy numbers for a really good basketball team, but then Luca Garza wants to come in and average like 30 and 30 and just destroy everything. You know, it's just one of those times you just shrug and say, Well, you know. Someone was born like two years too early or late. That's how it goes. Um, second team. Yeah. How you feel? Let's do it. How you feeling? Second team. Okay. So one, the coaches have two Northwestern guards on here, which I, I'm fine with putting Adija on the second team. Again, I've I've talked about Bubuwe being the first team. Derek Walker being on the second team <laughs> is interesting. <laughs> That is a pick. That that is a that is a selection that I did not expect to to see. Um, that and crazy. I I don't get me wrong. I might be the biggest Nebraska basketball fan that isn't actually a Nebraska fan. But like I, third team for sure. But second team is it even for sure? No, I I thought I thought he's been pretty good, especially down the stretch for them the last couple games. Yeah, but, but second team, second team. That's that's insane. Second team over look over. Kisei Tomonaga, the pride of where? 
Nagoya, Japan, of course. No, look, 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 look. Cliff Omarui on the third team and Derek Walker on the second team, given the whole season, the whole Big Ten season, makes little to no sense. Uh, Matthew Mayer being oh, on Kobe Bufkin too, like oh and Kobe Bufkin. Yeah, oh, I didn't even mention Kobe. Who, you really think Derek Walker's been more impactful than Matthew Meyer, Jill Huchafino? Josefino or Kobe Bufkin? And Clifford Omar. What? What are we doing? Yeah, no, 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 no. He's 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 a third team guy. What I don't know what the coach I don't know I don't know the coaches are tripping. Coaches are tripping, and that's nothing against Derek Walker and, and what Nebraska has done, right? But like no. he's not he's not a second team guy. Um I, I agree with Chase Audish. I agree with Jameer Young. I agree with Hunter Dickinson. I agree with Tyson Walker. I think I think those four are are easy. 100%. I think you could put one of Jalen Hutchinson, Matthew Meyer, um, or Omar, you can put you can put Cliff on there. Right? You can put Omar Rui on there. Um, personally, I w- I would put Jalen Hutchinson, yes. of course, but I'm biased. Um, I mean, you could go, honestly, bro, like. I wouldn't have mind like Matthew Meyer there, bro. Like, I also wouldn't mind. Look, I agree. I, agree. I think Matthew Meyer, um, again, for what he's meant to really Illinois, good. like, like what he's been doing for Illinois, like in conference, like he's he's thirteenth in the league in scoring, and he's been like he's been so electric, yep. just from shooting and just just scoring the basketball and his presence and. I am I'm bes- I'm honestly beside my well, when I saw Derek Walker I'm like are you are you kidding me right now Yeah I I don't understand the Derek Walker thing I don't I don't get it I don't get it I don't get it I don't like, What are we trying to prove like which what are you trying to prove What are you trying to prove This list by the way this list says that Derek Walker is the fourth best big in the league behind Trace Edie and Hunter Dickinson that's what this list says. You know what? I would take Philip Rebracca over him. I would take Rebracha over him, and that's no offense to Derek Walker. I would take Omar Rui over him. I I'm trying to look. I I might even take Julian Reese over him. Me too. Me too. No disrespect. We're being disrespectful in a very respectful way, but no shot. No yeah, 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 shot. Yeah. I if this is the NBA, he's got to pay his agent more. I would much rather see Kisei Tominaga or Sam Griesel on this before Derek Walker. Honestly, yeah, yep, yep. I agree. I think I think Kisei and Griesel have been more important to that team than Walker. Though Walker's been a steady presence for the team. Don't get me wrong, and they absolutely needed him on that team. But absolutely, but Kisei's been an absolute killer, and and Griesel. Literally changed their team from last year to this year. The main difference is Greasel. Just culture. Egregious. Absolutely egregious. I can't so, I, I can't believe weird. they had it's the weird. gonads to go ahead and do that. Yeah, I, 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 would, I you could even put Rabracha on, on, on second or third team, and, and and I'd agree with that. Like if we brought up Rabracha, he's a guy who's not we're gonna talk about third team in a minute. How he's not on a, an all Big Ten team with how Iowa has done down the stretch, I don't understand. Yeah, he was a menace. He was an absolute menace. He was an absolute menace. I don't get. I, don't, I just don't like. That's that's probably like the most upsetting thing about about this about all these lists 
is that is that you cannot tell me with the straight face that I, I have one more that's going to make Michigan fans mad, but yes, but we, we talk about the third team. Yeah, I don't think Jet Howard should be third third team either. You want to get to the third team? All right, third team is for the coaches was Matthew Mayer, Jalen Defino, Kobe Buffkin, the aforementioned Cliff Omarui, Omarui, and then Jet Howard. How is Jet Howard on this list? Okay, I I don't understand. Um, okay, he misses like a significant chunk of Big Ten games with an injury. Um, when he did play, he gave up as many points as he scored. Like, I don't know if, if they just, you know, hated, you know, planning against him on offense or his dad put him first team and all of a sudden he's, he's you know, he's getting on the third team because of that. I don't think coaches can, I don't think coaches can vote for that. I don't think so either, but I, I just wanted to say that just to, as kind of a joke. But – but like there are players that didn't make an all like an all Big Ten team. Like I said, Babracha before. Um, you can go. I Joey Hauser deserves to be um, close to this list. So. Uh, in my heart, Kise Tominaga, not but not really. Um, I thought as as a freshman, Bryce Sensabaugh has been better than him. Um, I you know, Seth Lundy yeah. has been really important to Penn State. I don't think he was going to make it. Paul Mulcahy has been the heart and soul yep. of that Rutgers team. Um, Chucky Hepburn, Hepburn goes from first team All Big Ten preseason to not even on the list. Um, well, we well like well like we we called that. Oh yeah, no, no, we did. I was just pointing that out so you could laugh at it. Um, <laughs> we called that in October. We're like, yeah. yo, this doesn't make any. That never made any sense ever. I'm sorry, Wisconsin fans. It didn't make any sense. It made no sense. You know who else got snubbed, bro? Hakeem Hart. Yes. Hakeem Hart has had an excellent season for Maryland. Excellent. Excellent, excellent, excellent excellent season. And and his impact his impact goes beyond goes beyond scoring. It's not just scoring with him. Like he was always in the mix, whether it was on defense, whether it's getting on the boards, whether it's whether it's keeping guys in games, hitting big shots. I mean, man. Man, I come on, dog. Come on. Like Michigan State and Iowa are the fourth and fifth seed and only had one guy from each team on these lists. Well, AJ Holgard got 13 for them for the for them for the media. You do for the media, for the media, but on the coaches list is what I'm talking about. I thought about. Joey Hauser should have deserved more love. Yes. I, I Joey's what? Um he's like 14th or 15th in scoring. Uh, Hauser is seventeenth in scoring in the seventeenth in scoring. Doing forty-seven percent from the floor, and and he always has a tough defensive assignment. Always because yes. he's playing undersized on that team. He, he's sure. playing a position that he probably shouldn't be playing on that team, and. And he's playing against – he's playing with, you know, some guys that uh, – and, and some bigs that don't exactly play the best defense. And I still think he's a pretty good defender. Joey Hauser, Joey Hauser is 17th in the Big Ten in scoring while hitting 47% of his shots from the floor, 45% of his shots from three. And that's not including, like yep. you said, his assignments – 
his assignments on the defensive end where he was 10th in rebounding. Like, you're talking about who was hitting big yep. shots, being I, that dude, and you're on a and they're a, they're a four seed. Like, I know that's not really differentiating each team between yeah. two and 12. I get that. There's more like two or three games. But end, 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 end of the day, they are four seed. And you don't have Joey Hauser anywhere on here. But you got to put Derek Walker on there. Yeah, I, I don't get it. I don't get it. Right. You put Derek that. Walker on the second team. You put Jet Howard on the third team. Like I think Jet obviously deserved freshman team, but I don't know if he deserved to freshman be on, a, on an all sure. team. But you can't put you can't put. I don't know that that is that's really really bad. That's really really bad. Really really bad. Really bad. Absolute yeah. Yeah, like, like I, yeah, I think I think ahead of. Look, I'll put Derek Walker in there too. I think I had a Derek Walker and Jet Howard. You probably could have put Robracha. You could have put um, Hakeem Hart, Joey Hauser, um, and Bryce Sensball. I mean, I, there's 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 a list of players that they're behind. A whole list, a whole list, man. And like the the two biggest snubs, you no, know, I think you mentioned was Seth Lundy and then Joey Hauser. I think those are two of the bigger snubs. Seth yeah. Lundy. You know what he did at Penn State was was phenomenal. Was phenomenal, and then you got what happened with. Then you got to have one player from the coaches. No respect, no respect at all. Um, Michigan has three. Michigan has three. Penn State has and Michigan State has one. Even though one four and one. Yeah, I don't. And one is clearly in the tournament. Once. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get it. The numbers, the math ain't mathing. Look, somebody is always going to be upset when these awards come out, right? There's only a finite number of players that can get this. Um, And normally the big 10 is pretty loaded with players um, that are, you know, performing at a high level. But Again, I, I do think the second and third teams are just weird this year. They're weird. They're weird to me. They're not good. They're weird. not good. I think they, they did a completely crap job. The coaches. They, the coaches did an absolutely crap yeah. job. Um, I respect the media's selections, though. I do respect it. Um, so what, what's the difference between the second team and third team in the media? Because I don't have the media pulled up in front of me. So if you go to um, – so with the okay, – uh, so second team with the media, um, Terrence Shannon is on media, not the coaches. Uh, okay. Um, right. Jalen Huchifino is second team. Yep. I agree with third, that. Third team on the coaches. Coaches. Um, Tyson Walker and Cliff, um, Cliff Omarui. I don't mind that. I don't mind. I that. like that. I don't mind. I like that. Um, yeah. I don't mind that at all. Uh, third team. Um, Bryce Sensible in, in there over Kobe Bufkin, over Seth Lundy, over Joey Hauser is egregious, in my opinion. It's egregious. I mean, yeah. yeah. it's good that they got A.J. Hogard in there. A.J. Hogard wasn't more important than Joey Hauser this year. I'm sorry. Like, if, if you were going to no. put someone in 13 from Michigan State, 
in my opinion, that would have been Joey Hauser. Right. Um, Matthew Meyer, I don't mind. Rabracha, I don't mind. Chase Adige, I don't mind being on a team. Um, but Bryce Sensabaugh getting in over Bufkin, Lundy, and Hauser is certainly a choice. That is a choice. But again, we talked about how Jano Hutchino and Bryce Sensabaugh were in a tier of, of freshmen. It's not that Bryce Sensabaugh had a bad year, right? And he was pretty good for a significant portion of the Big Ten. It's just his team didn't have the success. But Bryce Sensabaugh is the only one on a team that's for the media, for the media, uh, is the only one from a team that is that is 11th or worse. Yeah, I th- I, again, I think all the names that you mentioned probably should have been over him. But if you're going to put him in the running for, you know, freshman of the year, like a lot of people did, then he's got to be close to being on there. I don't think so. I don't I don't think so. Especially they put Jalen Hushvino second team. Yeah, that's fine. But still, like, I think there's also a difference between fresh, all freshmen and all league. I think when it comes to all freshmen, you're not really paying attention to the, like, hey, like the wins matter, but it's more, in my opinion, more individualized. And I think when it comes to being all Big Ten, all conference, I think that is individualized. Plus, how do you affect winning? I think there's more of a combination there, honestly. Yeah, but I, I agree. Joey Hauser should be in over him. Yeah, Joey Hauser. I've got three names that should be in over Sensabaugh. Yeah, Kobe Buffkin as well. Yes, yeah. Kobe, Kobe, Lundy. Joey, Lundy. I think those three yeah. um, got absolutely gypped, like just, just disres- disrespectfully left off, disrespectfully left off. I have a big problem with that. I have a big problem with that. Yeah. Um, but I'm glad to see Robracho is in the media's poll, though, because I thought he had an excellent year, as much as he pisses me yeah. off when I watch him. Yeah, agree. I think that's, hey, congrats to everyone who, who like, won something. Because that's something that, like, they'll be able to show to their kids one day. Like, hey, look, I can hoop, you know? I was. Yeah, right? I was on the list. <laughs> that's huge. I'm like, yo, shout out to Derek Walker. I know we just – Slammed him for twenty minutes, and he didn't even do it. Yeah, I, yeah, he he did not deserve that, right? I don't even think yeah. if you asked him if he deserved to be on the second team, he would say he, be, he deserved to be on the second team. Right, like yo, like <laughs> if y'all want to put me third third team all league, I would take that one hundred percent. Bash it all you want, you can't beat the facts when I show my kids this award in like twenty years, you know? Because um, like I've got stuff like that in my house still. Like I can't wait. Walker to be of age so like he understands you know what I mean like the significance of some of these things um which is like really cool as a parent not gonna lie um but yeah good yeah good for them good for them uh congratulations to all those guys despite us just trash I can't believe Kisei Tomonaga wasn't first team all big time (laughs) (laughs) I hope he got honorable mention right there's no way he doesn't get he he did he did get honorable mention he did he did he said got honorable n- mention you know who didn't get honorable mention from Nebraska Greasel Sam, Sam Greasel did not get honorable mention which I get because he's not like a stat guy you know like he's the glue he's the glue that changed everything he's not gonna pop off the 
He's not going to pop off the sheets number-wise. He's just going to do the things that just help you win, which I get. Which I get it. But he's a Tominaga. I'm not sure right. how. Especially when his tear, his offensive tear, lines up with Nebraska's success. Yep. 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 When Kisei's been good, Nebraska has been very hard to beat. Yes. Yes. They have they have been like probably like what six, seventh team in the in the league in terms of tough to beat when when Kisei's doing what Kisei does sometimes. Oh man. That was a good pocket. That was good. That was good. Uh, Anything else you want to touch on before we, we get out of here? Chicago. Yeah, it's Chicago, not Minnesota. Thank God, because Minnesota's cold. I hate that logo, but I see why why they would like it. I hate that. Why? Because it looks like it belongs in a hospital? <laughs> I don't it's like if United I- Health. And it's their logo. I don't understand. I see why they like it because it looks like a 3D basketball if you only do like the like uh, and it looks 3D-ish and it has the Big Ten colors. I get it from that. But like but but like why get rid of the iconic look? I, I I'm, I'm all with it, you there. I'm with you there. Like it wasn't broken, why change it? Because it had the colors of every single school. It had colors, it had pizzazz, and you got rid of it. For what? It doesn't make sense. You know what? Someone probably said, oh, it's a rainbow. It's too woke. You, you know someone. <laughs> it was Gary Barta. That's who it was. I'm blaming Gary Barta. When in doubt, blame Gary. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Too woke. We're not doing that. Uh, no, but I get, like, I get why that would be appealing. Like just looking at it right now, like okay, I could I could see why, but you didn't need to change it. In my opinion, didn't need to change it. Just 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 leave it how it was. No. We're mad at the logo. We're mad at the second team. We're mad at thirteen. But other than that, it's a pretty peaceful podcast. It was yeah, it was pretty peaceful. I I enjoyed myself, and I hope you guys did too. Um, so yeah, we got United Center, Chicago, Big Ten. Men's basketball tournament. We march eighth through the twelfth. Starts tomorrow Starts night. Tonight. We got huge implications, huge games between Wisconsin and Ohio State. Wisconsin loses; they are out, right? Like, not yeah. Wisconsin loses; they're out. Michigan loses; they're out. And they're already basically out, but they're guaranteed out if they lose the first game. It depends that's not tomorrow. Illinois, they're probably still sweating. Probably yeah. still sweating. Um, there's a lot on the line here. Because we don't know how the committee views the Big Ten in a whole. Like, there's, like, of all the stuff that national pundits want to talk down about the Big Ten, and then you're, but then you're looking at how the conference is rated amongst the metrics. We don't know what's going to happen. We don't know if they're going to meet in the middle, if they're going to be more on the analytic side or more on the – like perception side, I don't know how that's going to go. And I'm really interested to see what happens here. The best thing that these teams can do is one thing, right? And that's win. Win every day and see what happens. Win every day. Right. Anything else? 
All right, man. Shout out Kisei. (laughs) (laughs) Shout out to Kisei Tomonaga, the pride of... Nagoya, Japan, of course. (laughs) All right, later. Later.